welcome back to Let's Talk Books. I am your host, Victoria. Um, this is, what, week two, week three of massive quarantine and self-isolation. I hope everyone is doing good and is staying sane. Um, and hopefully no one's died yet. Because I know being locked up with people for a long amount of time is can push people over the edge. I'm not saying you're gonna murder anyone, but I'm proud you haven't. I mean, like, as long as you haven't. I don't know what you do in your personal life, honestly. Um, but anyways, like I said, I hope everyone is staying sane, staying safe, and staying home. That's the important thing here. Just stay home. <laughs> um, so yeah, guess on with this week's episode. So on this episode, we will be talking about uh, the nonfiction, a novel called The Tattooist of Auschwitz. And boy, 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 do I have things to say. Um, first of all, this novel is loosely based on, um, the two characters' real lives, because the author, Hella Morris, did talk to two Holocaust survivors about being in the concentration camps in Germany and Poland, um, so yes, it's a novel loosely based on survivors' lives, which is fantastic. This book was just amazing. So anyways, um, the book takes place in obviously 1942 during the whole um, Holocaust and World War II and all the awful things that were happening over in Europe. And our main character is Lali. Yeah, Lali. Um, and he's from Slovakia and he is Jewish. So what had happened, he was forcibly taken, but he also volunteered to go because I guess the Nazis had put out um, word that they want um, able-bodied men to volunteer to go to work camps. And so he went in place of like his father and his brother and his brother-in-law because he had no real responsibilities. He didn't have a family, kids, whatever. So he went for his family. And of course the work camp just happened to be the concentration camp of Auschwitz. Yeah. Um, and he is a very well-educated man. He speaks multiple languages. He's very smart and cunning, and he knows what he needs to do to survive. So while he's there, um, it kind of takes him a bit to get into the groove of everything. And then he meets the tattooist, um, 
that does everyone's numbers. And the tattooist automatically took a liking to him. And convinced the guards that Lali should become his helper. Just from the flood of everyone coming in. So, Lali, obviously, to make sure that he stays alive, he takes up the job. And with the job comes extra perks. So he got extra food rations, he got a little more leniency with the guards, and he was able to do a little more thing, things. Um, and of course, while he's there, he witnesses all the horrible things that happened there. And he did his best to try and help his fellow prisoners. Obviously, there were some things that he couldn't stop. But with his extra food rations, he was able to bring food to his fellow prisoners in his camp. And he was able to help them stay alive a little longer. So that's Lali, our tattooist. And so he's there for a couple months doing his job and he tattoos one number on this one woman. And as soon as he lays eyes on her, he falls in love, like immediately. It's one of those like love at first sight things. Um, and of course she's, she's young. I think she was 16 when she got pulled into the concentration camp. And her name is uh, Gita. And he does whatever he can to get her attention. And it's actually really cute. Um, of course he risks his life at some points, but super cute still. Um, and with Gita, she does what a lot of women did. They went through all the clothes that are taken from other prisoners, um, taking the jewelry and the gold and everything like that. Um, putting everything in piles. And then she worked, she did that for quite a bit. And they called the building Canada, which I found really funny. Um, and they called it Canada because it was a place where they could escape and get away from everything. <laughs> which I found pretty great. Um, so yeah, she worked in the building Canada. And she did that for quite a bit. And then Lolly, with the fact that he had extra pull and was able to do more things, he got her a, dex a desk job. Wow. So she was out of the terrible conditions. And she had a better, safer job, I guess you could say. And so throughout the book, you watch their love grow and you see how much he's trying and what he's doing and how he's helping people and she's helping and her friends are helping him and it's this big group of people who are all in this terrible horrible situation together and they're all just trying to make it through and live and they're doing whatever they can to help each other so the girls that work in the canada building would steal jewelry. Lolly would take the jewelry to some contract workers that 
came on, came into the camp to build the gas chambers and the crematoriums and everything like that. And he would trade jewelry for extra food or whatever they can get a hold of. So that goes on for a bit. And he's, he's a really cunning, cunning guy. He really is. He understands what he needs to do to make sure that people survive. That he survives, his friends, Gita, her friends. And just reading this book and reading what these people did to survive is amazing. Just like last week, it it's a story of human resistance and what we can be put through and live and be able to come out the other side a stronger person. Which, I don't know, I find stories like this incredible because it just, I don't know, it just is. Being able to live through something like that and to come out on top and to prove people wrong. It's great. So, so yeah, you go through the novel with them surviving, doing what they can, um, and falling in love and friendships building and growing. Um, and then comes the, near the end of the book, obviously the camp gets, um, raided, liberated, liberated. That's the word I wanted. Um, the camp gets liberated and just before it got liberated, the Nazis decided to move hundreds of prisoners and try to put them into another concentration camp. Gita and a couple of her friends were part of that. And spoiler alert, they survive. Obviously. Um, so they get away. Lolly gets taken after the liberation and he gets a new job with the French allies. And he works with them for a while, builds up their trust, and then he leaves. He just kind of like leaves one day to go and find Gita and hopefully, you know, find her alive. And obviously, I'm not going to tell you how it ends. But um, yeah, when he leaves the town, obviously he tries to find Gita and the rest of his family to hopefully find them alive. Unfortunately, he doesn't find many alive. And he realized that his sacrifice of going to this work camp was all for nothing because his family was still killed and tortured and brutalized by the Nazis. And yeah, he he leaves the French to go and find her. He waits around at Red Cross um, station, the train station, for weeks, just in hopes that they all cross paths. Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's like, it's not a short novel, but it's not a long novel. And basically everything that happens is, well, not basically everything that happens, but everything that I've explained is what happens in the book. He goes there. He works as a tattooist. He does what he can to survive and to get his fellow prisoners to live. He meets the woman he loves. He gets her 
to fall in love with him. He helps her survive. He helps her friends survive. They all help each other survive. They're separated. And yeah, I would continue, but it would ruin the end. So yeah, I guess this is going to be a really short episode because as much as I'd love to go into more detail and to really talk about this harrowing story of survival, I don't know if I can. I just don't know. It it was a fantastic novel and I loved it and I loved the, the people and the stories and this amazing connection they all had and the friendships that were formed and just the power they had to survive through everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is going to be a short and sweet episode just for the fact that, yeah, I I don't know what else to say. Well-educated man, you know, gets put into a horrible situation, falls in love, and human survival. Yeah. Of course, there's so much more to this than what I've explained, but I don't want to fully go into all of it because I want you to read it and to connect with the characters and to feel everything, I guess. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I guess that's it for this week. So yeah, this week was The Tattooist of Auschwitz. I highly suggest it. Please just read it. It was, especially if you, you know, like history and historical fiction, it's such a great read. And to read what some people did to survive is crazy. So yeah. <laughs> um, next week we'll be doing a nonfiction. We'll be doing the autobiography, um, Idiot by Laura. Wow, I forgot her last name. Anyways, um, it's the book Idiot. It's an autobiography. It was hilarious. She's a hilarious woman. I love watching her videos. She's, you know, on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all of those platforms. And she's just a funny, funny person. Um, so yeah, this week, Tattooist of Auschwitz. Next week, Idiot. Um, once again, I do have an email. Let's talk book podcast at gmail.com and an Instagram. Let's talk book bitches. Um, if you want to follow, like, um, if you want to send me an email on book, re book recommendations, series recommendations, please do. I know everything is closed, but chapters online is still open and they still deliver. Boo yeah. So I will never run out of books. <laughs> never. So yeah. Um, thanks for listening. I will see you all next week. Bye.